Thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. Howard Feldman is an, uh, an analyst. He writes opinion pieces. He works in the media occasionally as well. And he recently on News 24 wrote an article called Who Moved Russia's Cheese? Howard, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing brilliant. How are you? Yes, excellent. Thank you. Howard, let's look at the story. I mean, it is one of great anxiety for uh, globally, not just for right. Europe, but globally. And it certainly does raise all sorts of questions. You've been thinking about the story as well, and you've come up with certain thoughts. Talk to us about that. Right. So, so I think the first, we spend a lot of time in media looking at the what, what is happening, how many troops on the border, what's, what Russia says, what America says, what NATO is saying. But I think it's also very important in any situation to look at the why. And somehow the why in the story seems to get, be getting lost. Why is Russia doing this? What is really behind the Russia's motivation for this? And, and unfortunately, if, if we look at it, there, there are a number of factors. The one issue is, of course, the economy. And I wrote an article very tongue-in-cheek about who moved Russia's cheese because talking about Ukraine's cheese production. But the reality is, there is significant production in the Ukraine of wheat, of sunflower oil, of there's minerals. And, and this is a very, very strong motivator economically for Russia, getting, uh, for Russia wanting to take over. Where that becomes a problem is that it has a global impact. I mean, we, we can get to that in a minute. But just looking at the why... Well, I think it becomes economic- a problem earlier because it uh, attacks the sovereignty of a country, surely. Oh, absolutely! Look for Ukraine. It, it, it's an absolute. It's an absolute horror. You've got a country that is sovereign and and has been uh, protected by a number of agreements of which Russia is actually part of, and all of a sudden you've got 150,000 troops on the border. They're about mm-hmm. to lose their independence completely. It also goes back to that. The other why is the fact that that Russia, when it was the Soviet Union, controlled the Ukraine, and it's never quite gotten over the fact that Ukraine is now independent. So there's all of these aspects. The impact is absolutely significant, and that's the part that that, that we should be looking at. The, the number of lives that will be lost if this happens, the number of people that will be impacted, and then, of course, uh, looking at the, the disruption to global markets. You know, South Africa... Uh, in terms of our own agriculture, we, we, are about, we will definitely see a tremendous increase in wheat prices, in sunflower seed as oil prices. Uh, we're going to see global markets in, in terms of dollar, rand, everything impacted. So this is not about us. And, and obviously, we're not, it's not as worrying as for the people who live there who are, whose lives are going to be completely disrupted. But we shouldn't think that this isn't going to have an impact on us. It's going to have a tremendous impact. I think perhaps that was uh, one of the things that we found interesting about your opinion piece was this idea that um, often in South Africa we think, well, we're at the bottom of a continent and the distance won't have an impact. But as you say, we will see a shift in markets. And I imagine also if we think of um, the energy and power lines, uh, gas lines that are coming out of Russia, that in some way that could impact as well. 
Right, and absolutely right. What you're saying is a thousand percent. We we tend to see ourselves as being very, very far away, and and understandably, we've got a real we've got real issues of our own here in South Africa. So we we often, I think, quite correctly say, look, that's happening so far away. Let can we just fix our, elect- our own electricity crisis while we're worrying about the Ukraine? Are they worrying about us? So so I, I get that. But there's, number one, a huge humanitarian crisis that's about to unfold, which we dare not turn our backs to. But secondly, we are going to be impacted. I mean, consider that, consider a situation where Russia invades. The United Nations and the rest of the world then imposes strict sanctions on Russia. So that means now that the world can't buy their wheat and, and a lot of the other products. Number one, South Africa's got a lot of trade with Russia. What are they going to do about that? Even if they, the, mm. the trade from the Ukraine is limited, which it is, we do have uh, some trade, but it's not massive. It's not going to impact all of our trade with Russia. And the rest, and even if we decide as South Africa that, well, you know, we'll adhere to some or not, not that it's really our option, but there's still going to be a global shortage of other products. That were, that were coming out of Russia. So the whole, you're going to get this almost cataclysmic event that is going to just shake up every aspect of our lives. And we really shouldn't think that it's not going to impact us because it really will. The other worry, of course, is that we're, that we're coming out of a global pandemic. And I think emotionally, the resilience that we have right now is not great. I don't think mm. the world could well afford dealing with another global crisis. People are tired, they're anxious, uh, tend to overreact, uh, quite despondent in a lot of ways. This isn't going to be good for us as we try and rebuild uh, the, the, you know, our, our lives again. So, Howard, uh, I imagine in writing this, you, you did quite a bit of research, and I'm interested to know one of the things that I can't quite wrap my head around is uh, I do read stories and uh, read news uh, pieces around what's going on in Kiev in the Ukraine itself. And my sense is that people are not yet um, terribly anxious, or if they are, it's not coming across in those particular stories. It's such an interesting point that you're raising. So Zelensky, who's the the uh, you know head of the Ukraine, president of the Ukraine, uh, uh, is is being very. Uh, he's almost playing it down. Cautious, and yeah. There, yeah, and and there's almost a sense that he is saying, and I've read quite a few interesting takes on this. That it's almost that he is saying that this isn't our war. This is America and Russia. He's mm. almost even intimating that Biden wants a war or maybe needs a war. And he's saying, calm yourselves down. This is, this is not as bad as you, as you think. Because, you know, when we look at what's happening, and, and your observation is right, because when you look at a lot of the other countries who are saying to their citizens, get out, they're not going even the foreign citizens, are, I mean, obviously some are leaving, but many of these countries, I know that Israel, for example, sent in airplanes to, to pull its citizens out, and the airplanes came back virtually empty. Because there isn't a sense that it's so bad there. Germany's almost begging its citizens to leave, and they're not leaving. So it's exactly right. It's, it's kind of life as normal, and they're saying, look, we're here, and, and it's not as bad. 
But the reality is I'm not sure what they know either, because when you've got 150,000 troops on your border, it, they're not in the city yet. But there isn't a sense of there isn't a sense of panic. It does make me wonder wonder if there isn't something else at play here, as Ukraine is almost intimating that Biden is that this is really just about Biden and Putin, and maybe Biden, whose numbers are right down in terms of popularity, isn't looking for something to unite Americans behind him. You know, Russia in the for for America has always been this this this. Uh, monster, you know that 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 lurks there, and, and maybe maybe Russia's the perfect enemy to unite the United States, the people of the United States behind Biden. It, that's it is speculation that, but it's just a thought that you know almost did you intimate by saying what what's going on with why aren't the people of the Ukraine as concerned as maybe the rest yeah. of the world seems to be. It certainly raises the question of whose war is this, and I think um, there's probably going to be so much in hindsight that we can look back on whichever way it goes, but also um, with something that we're only going to be able to follow as it unfolds. Howard, thank you so much for joining us. That's Howard Feldman, author, speaker, and analyst, wrote an interesting story um, which was in News 24, and we thought, well, let's try and cover this story a little. It certainly is one we should be covering, and and I think we should be covering majorly in South Africa, but um, as Howard says, we will just have to take it one step at a time to try and understand why this is happening, and indeed what is actually happening as well.